Are you ready to be inspired, challenged, and strengthened in your faith walk? Are you ready to get breakthrough from those old cycles and thought patterns that you just can't seem to get freedom from? Then you've come to the right place. You are going to get freedom, you are going to get breakthrough, and you are going to get healing because that's the life that Jesus paid for. This podcast is not just talk. We're going to live it. I want to personally welcome you to my little podcast corner. My name is Jillian Ahonen, and I am so excited for what God's going to do through our time together today. Whether you're driving in traffic to work, out on a morning run, or sipping your coffee in a comfy chair, let's get our hearts ready for today's word. Good morning. I pray you are well. I'm doing okay this week. It's been a An interesting couple of weeks, lots of emotions and things like that, going through some things in my personal life, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today, not going into detail about my personal life, Um, but I've just been sitting, having my quiet Jesus time in the morning and reflecting about this incredible and beautiful relationship that I have with God Um, where I can just go directly to him. He ministers to my heart. He reminds me of his promises and his truth. I'm enveloped by his comfort and his presence. And I wanted to talk about that today, what we actually have access to because of Jesus. Um, You know, being a part of the body of Christ for as many years as I have and being involved in community and things like that, one of the things that I have noticed is it's actually very rare that people experience the supernatural presence, the supernatural comfort, the supernatural peace regularly, often, all day, every day by themselves without any kind of corporate encouragement, we'll call it. And I wanted to talk about this facet of God that I think sometimes gets missed in our personal walks with Jesus because a lot of times I feel like we're conditioned to believe that we have to be led in worship into God's presence or we have to go to this conference and this anointed person. You know, we kind of have this impression um, that that's what it takes to access God's presence Or we kind of go down that checklist mindlessly, a devotional time, and okay, I read my Bible, I wrote in my journal, I had my devotional time, I prayed, and I moved on. But there is this component that we have access to where we're literally engaged, connected, and experiencing the exchange that we get when we're in God's presence, which is his peace, his comfort, his strength. It belongs to all of us. It's not just for the select few. It's not just for the anointed person on the platform. It's not for the, you know, the few. Well, maybe that's more their gifting and things like that. This is what Jesus has paid for. We all have direct access to a very real and ever-present God who is there and available 24-7 around the clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the middle of the day, 5 o'clock, 8 o'clock p.m., you get the point. You can call upon his name at any time, at any moment, and he is available to you. One of the things that I've learned over the years is that I have this secret, quiet, intimate place where I can talk openly without any 
feeling of shame or embarrassment or like I'm a burden to somebody because I'm never going to be a burden to God. He already knows what's going on in my heart. He already knows what's going on in my head. He already knows what's going on in my circumstances. And nothing I can share with him is a shock. It's not a surprise. He already knows it's going on. He knows I thought it. He knows I did it. He knows I said it. You know, I'm talking about like past and the mess and all these things. And I think sometimes we don't realize that that's what Jesus paid for. Jesus is the great high priest. In the Old Testament, we had to have the high priest that was appointed by God in order to go into the presence of God. And he was the one who was as close to perfect as they possibly could be, really honored God in every area of their lives, but they were still sinners. They were still imperfect. And so they had to go and do a sacrifice for themselves and on behalf of others. And so others would go to the priest And then that priest would go to God, where God's glory and God's presence reigned. And that is the access that we had. We had to go through a person. We couldn't go to God by ourselves. Jesus came and took that place for us. Not only did he sacrifice himself, we are covered with the purest blood of the lamb. We have been redeemed. We have been restored back to righteousness, back to God's glory and his holiness. And now we can boldly and confidently go into the throne room of grace because the access that we've been given through the great high priest, Jesus, gives us permission to go straight to God for ourselves. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16 says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of them and the same testings we do. Yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. His grace is what empowers us to walk through face, overcome, and conquer anything and everything we'll ever face here on earth, but we have to go to him to receive it. We have to go to him with what we need, when we need it most, and a lot of times what happens is we go to our friends, we go to our small group, we go to our pastor, we go to our therapist, we go to our counselor, fill in the blank of who you turn to in your time of need. How many times do you pick up the phone? How many people do you text? How many people do you call? How often do you go up and get prayer after church? And and I want to I say something before I keep going. Don't put words in my mouth, okay? Prayer is good. Community is good. Going up and asking for our church family to come alongside of us and believe for God to do something on our behalf. Like I, I'm not saying these are bad things. I love to pray for people. I love to encourage people in the Lord. Um... But a lot of times what happens is that replaces God. We'll go to everybody and everything else and we won't go directly to him. Instead of understanding that he's in us, he's within us, he is our ever-present help in our time of need. And we don't need to beg and plead and go from one person to the next in order to feel better. Let's just say this. This is true. It feels really good to see a physical person, to talk to a physical person and to vent out all that we are feeling and get that compassion and that hug. But you walk away from that moment and you're left feeling the same, correct? It feels good in that moment. You feel like you got what you needed in that moment, but it's not lasting. It's not the peace that transcends all understanding. Realize that we are going to go through stuff here on earth. 
We are going to face hard times. We are going to have overwhelming experiences. Jesus never said that we're going to have a perfect life and he's going to fix everything for us. He said, no, I'm going to give you a peace that transcends all understanding. I'm going to fill you with a supernatural peace, not the peace the world can give. Let's just look at it from a very simple point of view. World peace means it's everything we see and everything is going well in our life. That's not lasting. The truth is we're probably going to face something. There's going to be heartache here on earth. We live in an imperfect world with imperfect people and really hard and overwhelming situations that will blindside us and smack us in the face. Having an intimate, personal, and close relationship with Jesus gives us direct access to a supernatural peace that floods into our lives 24-7 no matter what we're going through. That's the peace that we have access to. We don't experience that peace with too many things in between us and God. What we naturally do as humans in our human understanding, we put other things in God's place thinking that is the peace that we need. Those who have been single for a long time, well, if I just had a husband or if I just had a boyfriend, then I would feel better. Being single is hard. It's lonely. Hey, I've been there, so I I fully understand the loneliness. I know what it feels like to cry myself to sleep at night because of the brokenness in my own heart. I know what it feels like to go through a painful divorce. And I'll tell you, those moments, I had the most powerful encounters with Jesus. I look back at that season And what could easily be remembered as the most heartbreaking time of my life has become the most beautiful, incredible, and powerful moments with my ever-present God. I don't know if you know much of my backstory. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time, and if you're not, so forgive me if it's a repeat for you. But I feel like, you know, if you you have no idea who I am, let me share a little bit. Uh, I was in an abusive marriage. Uh, My ex-husband continued to go back to his drug addiction lifestyle. And even when it wasn't drugs, there was something that was in drugs place. He definitely was somebody who had a lot of, (laughs) a lot of false comforts and he had, you know, what we would call addictive behaviors and things like that and everything that comes along with it. Um, so there were seasons where drugs were not in his life, but he definitely kept going back to that, um, from smoking pot to meth to, uh, I think he was doing speed at one point. I mean, it just, it wasn't good. And, you know, with that, there comes a lot of behaviors when you're trying to live a double life because he did project that he was a Christian. We went to church. Uh, he prayed with the kids and me at night. And then there was a lot of like disappearing, you know, where he would just rage and get mad and be gone for hours and come home at like three o'clock in the morning. And if I confronted him, then he'd flip out lots of holes in walls. Um, And there was physical abuse. It was just, it was a very um, chaotic environment to live in. So I went through a divorce, um, had to get a restraining order. It just, (laughs) it was not a fun time. And, you know, I, I really thought that I would just be met with this incredible peace and this incredible freedom because when I first went through the divorce, I just felt like, wow, I have not felt what peace in an environment feels like in so long. I, I'll be honest though, I learned what it feels like to have a supernatural peace that transcends beyond human understanding because my circumstances were insane. They were really insane, but I did feel God's grace and God's peace for many years in that marriage. And I'm not going to get into that today. We'll talk about that another time because it's really powerful. 
But anyway, so instantly moving out from that environment and moving into a different environment without the rage, without the cycle, with all that stuff that I had to face, live with, and look at every single day, it was like, wow. I just felt so much relief, like the biggest building was lifted off of my life. Um, But then I went through a time of grief and I realized like, okay, wow, I have to actually face things. I'm, I'm hurting. I'm broken. This, this is really painful. And now I have to grieve the reality. I didn't grieve the loss of that marriage. I had to walk through grieving the hope that I had always had for that marriage because I believe in miracles. I believe anybody can change. I believe God can change anybody. And I believe God can turn around every marriage. And that might be a word for you today. Okay. So if you're going through a really overwhelming season, Don't look at my story as permission to leave your position, okay? I'm not talking about an abusive environment. I'm not talking about those kinds of things. And and please do not relate what you're going through and go, oh, you know, so see, she did it, so I can. Please, please don't do that. Hear me when I say God's grace is sufficient for where he wants you, not where you want you. And sometimes God does ask us to stay and not very perfect marriages, but he's going to do something. I have seen so many marriages get touched by the miraculous God of today, and they are restored, and they are stronger than ever, and it's absolutely beautiful. And honestly, that's what I was believing for my first marriage. I really, truly believed that God was going to do something. I'm not going to get into it too much today, but God never really gave me a promise for that marriage. He just gave me a position the whole time. And when I stayed in that position, that's when I felt his peace. I did not leave without getting release from God. Truly, I've experienced God's supernatural peace, which is really the whole point of what I'm saying today. When you really understand what it looks like and what it feels like to walk in God's presence and connect to the vine at all times, you will experience a supernatural peace that floods into your life no matter what. You can actually live in the most uncomfortable situations. And trust me, I have been pressed down. (laughs) I have been squeezed. I have been overwhelmed with crazy storms in my life. And I know what it looks like and what it feels like to stay so anchored in the middle of the storm and experience a supernatural peace. So I am living proof and a testament that you can live in uncomfortable scenarios and in uncomfortable situations and be filled with the grace that empowers you to not just barely make it through, but to overcome it and to come out stronger and to come out looking like Jesus. That's the goal. The goal is to come out of the fires of life looking like him. And I do believe that God used my previous marriage powerfully to shape and mold me into who's speaking to you today. But back to the comfort that I needed in this season of grief and loneliness, I was lonely. I was really overwhelmed being a single mom with four kids. Four kids, you guys, they were all under 10. Four kids, they were all under 10. I was financially, emotionally, and spiritually responsible for them. Um, My ex-husband did not utilize his rights to see them. We had a parenting agreement. The judge did order him anger management and parenting classes and therapy and all these things so that he could get really good tools and become a healthy person. And in the meantime, while he was supposed to be working those things out, um, 
he still had visitation. He just had to be supervised. But the goal was for the supervised visits to be lifted so that he can, you know, have them on his own. <laughs> that was the point. Um, and he, he just, he didn't stick with it. He didn't stick with the plan. He was not a healthy person, even with supervised visits. It just, it, it got less and less. And it, so anyway, bottom line, raising four kids by myself with not much relief, very little hands-on help. It was overwhelming. It was emotional. It was draining. And, um, this is where I learned that God is my husband that he is faithful to his word, he is faithful to his characteristics, and he is the father to the fatherless. There was one time in particular that I was crying, and I'm like, God, I just need that man's voice behind me that says, listen to your mom. Listen to your mom. (laughs) I just needed that extra little, hey, did you hear what your mom said? You go listen, you know, because me repeating myself to kids. I mean, come on, it's exhausting, right? And I didn't have weekend breaks. I did not send my kids off to go spend time with their father. (laughs) Didn't have a break 24 seven round the clock. It was all on me. I would never wish that upon anybody. It is very, very challenging. Um, But anyway, so there's one time where I'm just like, man, I wish I just had that. Listen to your mother. And when I cried out to God in that moment, the strength that I felt rise up within me was supernatural. God is truly my strength in my weak moments, but I had to call upon him. I didn't call a friend. Honestly, I didn't have anybody very often. I did have sometimes, I I don't want to say never. Okay. There were sometimes people did show up and oh my gosh, it was beautiful. The hands and feet of Jesus, huge, powerful, amazing. But for whatever reason, I didn't really have that very often in this season. And I could look back and I could blame, oh, they didn't show up and my church didn't show up and you know, whatever. God was doing something. He was showing up. Realize that sometimes these lonely seasons is an opportunity for aloneness with God. It's an opportunity to clear out all the distractions and everybody else and everything else that we would naturally reach for in our human response to hard things. God, I believe, was withholding those things so that I could experience something that is powerful, life-changing, and I don't fear anything anymore. I have an over 20-year track record of God showing up in such powerful ways in my life. I don't fear circumstances. I don't fear hard times. I don't worry about tomorrow. I don't worry about the what if because I know my ever-present God is going to show up. There was one time that I was crying. And I mean, we're talking ugly girl cry. Okay. We're talking snot and tears and it was not glamorous. It was not cute. And I I'm wailing. I'm crying so hard. I'm face down on the hardwood floors. The release of tears that were coming out in my vulnerable moment were so overwhelming to the point where I wasn't even sure if I could stop crying. It got to the point where I couldn't breathe. Now in that moment, I could have eaten ice cream. I'm telling you, I'm an ice cream girl. Chocolate mousse tracks from Ralph's. Maybe it's Kroger for you, um, but it's the best ice cream. Private Select. You got to try it. All their flavors. Incredible. Moose tracks in this season. That was my go-to. I called it my ice cream husband. It was my false comfort. <laughs> uh, you know, I could have reached for that because I always had it readily available in my freezer, but I didn't. I could have called somebody. I could have texted somebody. 
Um, in this season, to be honest with you, I was being pursued by other men. I could have given one of them a call, which obviously is not a good idea when you're in a vulnerable place, right? Can, can we just be honest and real? Not a good idea when you're in a vulnerable place. You don't know the traps of the enemy. You don't know what he's got when you're that lonely, when you're that broken, and when you're that vulnerable. And so I made a very strong decision in this season to really remove anything and everything that was going to take the place of my God. And I just let myself be where I was at. I'm not even kidding you. Right there in the living room. I'm going to call it a vision. It was playing out in my mind's eye, but it was tangibly real to the point where I became so enveloped in this supernatural comfort and warmth. A warmth literally came over my body to the point where I got goosebumps. And there I was in this vision and I was crawling into Jesus's lap and he held me right there in the middle of my most overwhelming moment. I did not manufacture this. I did not make this up. I did not try to get myself there. I didn't try to picture Jesus holding me. I cried out to him in this broken, weak, and vulnerable moment. I said, God, I need you. I need you. I didn't fill it with anything else. And he showed up and he held me. And I just cried. My my tears went from overwhelming wails that I didn't know if there was an end because it just felt like I was crying out into nothingness to relief. I felt rescued in that moment. I don't have those visions and those experiences all the time, but I know that's what my God is capable of. And I know that I can call upon his name and he's going to meet me in every moment that I need him. And what I'm asking you today is, do you know that God? Do you know the God that can comfort in your greatest place of need? Do you know the God that you can call upon his name and he will draw near to you? Draw near to him and he will draw near to you. Do you know him? Have you cleared away the distractions in your life? Have you gotten off social media? Do you stop scrolling or do you keep busying yourself? Do you fill your time with everything and everyone else when you're not okay instead of understanding that you can go boldly and confidently to his throne room and experience his presence? Too many have reduced Christianity to a checklist. We go to church. We go to our small group. We have our devotional time. We have our prayer meetings. We have our worship nights. And those are powerful. Those are incredible. And I'm not taking away from the value of those things. But what I am saying is a lot of times those things have replaced God in our personal lives. Yes, it's true. When we go through hard seasons and we've got the hands and feet of Jesus and the body of Christ coming and rallying around us, it's incredible. We're so thankful for it. We're blessed by that. But realize as soon as they leave your house or as soon as you leave that lunch meeting, or as soon as you leave that coffee date, or as soon as you leave that worship night and that prayer meeting, whatever it is, right? That thing that makes you feel good. Do you have the feel good that's lasting? You're not going to get that from people. You can only get that from Jesus. This is what he paid for. He paid for direct access to his presence 24-7 around the clock. Do you have sleepless nights? Call Jesus. Are you overwhelmed? Are you scared? Do you, do you not know what to do? Are you struggling with decisions? Do you know that you ha- you're in a transition or you're in this moment where you're faced with something and you've got to make a decision and you don't know what to do? James 1, 5 through 8 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask 
God, does it say you should ask your pastor? Does it say you should ask your mentor, your therapist, your financial advisor? (laughs) No, this is word. This is the word of God. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all, not to me, not to the prophet on the platform where you need to go get a word from the prophet. He gives to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. I want to stop right there for a minute. I look at the word of God and I realize that it's not God that's limited, it's me. And the scriptures will always reveal where I'm off, where I'm struggling with unbelief, where I have doubt, where maybe I don't really believe that I have access to something and so I'm not experiencing it. And the finger always points back to me. It's not God didn't show up or God doesn't talk to me like that or I've never experienced that. So God doesn't work that way in my life. Maybe for you, because trust me, I've said it. So maybe that's you. When I read the word of God, there's a but. (laughs) And it's usually the finger gets pointed straight at me or straight at you. And you can see where you're unable to experience a breakthrough and unlock another facet and another characteristic of what you have available through Jesus directly to God. So here, I want you to pay attention. But when you ask, you must believe. So when you go to God and you ask for wisdom in a situation, you need to believe that he's going to give you wisdom. You need to believe that he's going to give you the answer. If you doubt, here's what happens if you doubt. You ready? Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person, here it is. Here's the, here's the response to doubt. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. That's James 1, 5 through 8. I want you to think about that for a minute, okay? Doubt causes us to go to God with unbelief doubt that he's going to show up. So we're not really going boldly. We're not really going confidently and we're not believing. There's something in our believer that is off according to the word of God. We've got to get our believers lined up. We have to get our belief systems lined up according to the word, not according to experience. I don't know if you know this, but I was a life coach for many years. I've mentored, I've counseled. So I've been all in coming alongside of other people. And I'll tell you, the majority of people that I've talked to Their belief systems are not lined up with word. Their belief systems are lined up with experience. We cannot define God through experience. As long as we live here on earth, we're going to experience more facets of God. Trust me, what I experienced from God 20 years ago, he's taken me so deep and so far and so wide. There's no cap. For the rest of my time here on earth, there's going to be more. There's going to be more things that I've not experienced. There's going to be more facets of God that I've not tapped into. I cannot put my expectations on my experience. I have to have my hope and my belief system wrapped around the word of God and realize that God is capable of anything. He is the same God yesterday, today, and for all eternity. And I am going to experience something new from him for the rest of my life. So don't put a cap on your experiences. Believe for more. The person that struggles with belief and they have doubt and they go to God, what it's saying in James is that that person is double-minded. So basically what happens is we have our backup plan. Well, if God doesn't show up, I'll call this person. Well, if God doesn't tell me, I'll do this. And so you kind of go into it with this mindset of you've already got your ideas anyways. What I've learned is I have to go with a clear mind. 
I have to remove feelings, I have to remove fear, and I have to go to God and I have to say, God, I really genuinely want to hear you. Your will, your way, not mine. I need wisdom in this situation. What do I do, God? Not only does God want to meet you with peace and comfort and strength that is tangible, not an idea, not something you have to just say in your head because you've got the scriptures, but something you can live and breathe and experience because our God is real. He is alive. He is in you. He is with you. He is for you. And and he wants you to know him. He doesn't want you to know of him. He wants you to know him on a very personal and intimate level. But you've got to clear that space. You've got to give him time. You've got to remove the false comforts. You've got to remove this habit to busy yourself when you're not okay and just run to Jesus. That's what he's calling each of us into today. Look, life is hard. We are going to get blindsided. We're going to get smacked in the face. We could have things going pretty okay for ourselves for another storm to come and hit us. That is why the Bible says to build your life on the rock. This is what it looks like. When nobody's looking, when nobody's around, when nobody's answering their phone, when your small group doesn't show up, guess what? God is there. God is near. God is for you. God is with you. And he wants to meet you today. And he wants to build a relationship with you that cannot be shaken even when life around you shakes. Ephesians 3.12 says, Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. Will you carve out some time today? Will you clear the noise? Will you clear the distractions? Will you move aside everything and everyone else? Will you find that space with your Heavenly Father? Go for a drive. I stopped getting on the phone when I went for drives. I started talking to Jesus. I'm telling you, because I'm in the Word, because I'm rooted and I, and I know His characteristics and I know His heart, I can recognize the whispers to my heart. There are so many times where I actually turn off music because I'm like, God, I just want to hear you. What do you want to say to me? He has become my best friend. I talk to him all day long. There was one time in particular where I was driving down the road and I was like really overwhelmed with the situation. I'm like, God, God, you knew that I was going to face this. Why? Why would you allow me to walk through this again? I just feel so overwhelmed. This is so painful. You know what he said to me? He said, you should be so honored by the position that I'm trusting you with. You see, when God speaks into our storm, when God speaks into our situation, when we don't know what's going on, when we don't know what to do, and we call upon his name, his word comes in to our heart with peace, with power, with strength, and all of a sudden, we are filled with a supernatural ability to run our race. Realize that God has not only gone before us, but he's also going to meet us, he's going to carry us through, and he's got an assignment, he's got, an, he's got a mission for each one of us. A lot of us get out of the uncomfortable. We get uncomfortable and we need to find our escape plan and we get out. That's not the will of God. Read your Bible. Read about Paul. We'll talk about this another time because I'm hugely passionate. I really think Paul's amazing. Can't wait to meet him one day. But he was faced with so many uncomfortable scenarios. And Paul is the one who encourages me to stay where I belong. Paul didn't get out of anything. He knew the purpose. He was on a mission. He lived intentionally and he didn't give up. That's God's heart for all of us. But honestly, we cannot get to that point in our lives until we understand what we have access to. 
when you understand what you have access to and when you've experienced his supernatural strength and his supernatural peace and this grace that empowers you to overcome anything and everything you'll ever face here on earth, all of a sudden you know what it looks like and what it means to stay in your position because that's where his grace is sufficient. Outside of that, that's false peace. It's false comfort. It's going to go away. But when we're walking with Jesus and we're staying closely connected to him and we understand what it looks like and what it means to clear out the noise and go to him and experience his presence, it doesn't matter what life storm we have or what we're experiencing, we're so anchored in God's presence, we become unshakable. Now back to my challenge for you today. This whole podcast is not just talk. We're going to live it, okay? So I'm challenging you today to take that step of faith and carve out time. Clear the noise. Clear the distractions. Refuse to go to your normal comforts. Everybody has a comfort, okay? Everybody has their things, their go-to, whether it's food, fitness, a friend, you name it. We all have these comforts that we put in place when we're uncomfortable, but I'm asking you to go and clear those things out and give God space to show up. Take that step of faith and say, God, I want that. I want to know that facet of you. I want to experience your presence. I've experienced it at church. I've experienced it through prayer ministry. God, I want to experience it with just me and you. Thank you for joining me today. I'm believing the Holy Spirit met you powerfully through this week's episode of Not Just Talk. Now for the real part. Let's take this conversation beyond talk and live it in our daily lives. Amen? Don't forget to check out my newly released book. I'm really excited. It's called Ripple Effect, a transformational journey into God's heart that will change you from the inside out. It's available now on your favorite online bookstore, Amazon, or you can order a signed copy direct through my website, jillianahonan.com. Also, did you know that we have a ministry app where you can receive direct notifications for everything we have going on beyond this weekly podcast? Just search Jillian Ahonan Ministries in your app store and download it for free. And please, I'd love to see your face on social media. Connect with me on my public Facebook page or on Instagram. I hang out there daily. Don't forget to subscribe and come back next week for another episode of Not Just Talk. Hugs and blessings, family.